And welcome to In My Mug edition number 16 on Monday the 23rd of February 2009. My name's Steve Layton and uh, yeah, thank you ever so much for joining me. It's something a little bit different again today. I know I keep doing things that are different, but you like them, so I'm going to. Um, basically what's happened today is I've received a sample um, whisked to me by with great speed from Rwanda. Um, in August 2008, uh, I was on part of, uh, I went out there as part of the Cup of Excellence jury and also came across some great other coffees while I was out there. Um, this was one of them. Loved the coffee when I cupped it, really enjoyed it. Uh, agreed a fantastic price with the cooperative while I was out there. Um, it, it, everything was done, deal signed, come home a happy boy. Spent the next four or five months trying to contact uh, Ro uh, Rowashiko. They they're the exporters from Rwanda that we were dealing with. With no joy, emails, no joy, nothing coming back. So it got to December when the container left and we were going to share some container space with, uh, with our importers but unfortunately I couldn't get anything from them so we just kind of thought oh well that, that's kind of gone past and uh, can't do a lot about it, must have found another place for it to be sold or some breakdown somewhere. Then around about three or four weeks ago I got an email, coffee's ready Steve. No. I love the people of Rwanda, I love them dearly, I think they're absolutely gorgeous people organisation wise it's a nightmare. Um, containers left, no way of shipping it, can't, you know, I think we've got 15 or 20 bags, so very small lot, no way of moving it. So we're going to have to air freight it. Um, air freight I don't like for a number of reasons, I mean number one, uh, it's not very good for the planet air freighting things around, you know, things are much easier moved around by sea and it's fun kind of to the environment. Number two, it's the cost, it's just so expensive. Um, but we're kind of left with no alternative. Our options are, one, we, we fulfilled our obligations by, you know, pursuing the, the sale we should have, we, we had stipulated in there when we needed it by to be moved. We could just turn around and say, no, we're not going to buy the coffee. But the only person that loses out there is the farmer and uh, something we're not prepared not prepared to do. Um, it's also our first foray into direct trade, you know we're dealing directly with the cooperative, uh, money going direct to the cooperative and then the exporter, obviously exporting from there but this is as close to direct trade as has been ever got. Um, you know we do work very closely with um, the, our growing partners but when it comes to exports and imports, you know, it's not my forte. I'm better at roasting coffee than I am importing coffee. Um, but this is something that we really fancy having to go at. It's a coffee that I felt really quite passionate about. way that these things happen is you get a pre-shipment sample. So before the, the coffee's shipped, we get sent the sample which arrived today. Cup it, approve it, and from that the coffee arrives and we keep some aside so we can compare the pre-shipment sample with the coffee that arrives everything gets crossed off and, and everything's fine. I know because I read it, it how to import coffee for dummies. It was, it was really helpful and really useful. So what I'm going to take you through is cupping the coffee, uh, seeing what it's like, evaluating it and then hopefully, um, yeah, you'll be able to follow this cup all the way through to it coming in and us having an in my mug where we're drinking it out of a, out of a cup. So, before we go anywhere, we've got to look at the green. You know, we're sitting here, Good quality, 
uniform bean size, well processed, pretty much what we expect now to be honest, you know, I'm not going to be buying a coffee that's poorly processed because that normally translates into the cup, but a good processed coffee normally means, you know, it's a good start, it's some good foundations to build on. So, going into the roasted beans, now you'll see from these roasted beans, these are very, very light. This is a cupping roast, this is a roast that I'm going to do to evaluate the coffee, I'm certainly not going to roast the coffee to drink this way, I would perhaps take it a, a few shades darker. But for the purposes of valuation, it's much easier if the roast isn't uh, a factor within, within assessing the coffee. So a nice light roast. Very chaffy when we were roasting it. Um, our sample roaster is a fairly unique bit of kit, <laughs> and unique not in a good way. Um, but it does leave a lot of the chaff in there and it's made it roast a little bit unevenly but I'm happy that this is going to be a good evaluation of the coffee and give it a fair chance to shine on the cupping table. So I'm just going to pop the kettle on just to, uh, it's just off the boil so it's just going to be a, a few seconds. I'm just going to clean I've had my spoons warming up here. Um, don't want to put a cold spoon into a warm bowl because that's going to really affect the temperature. Take that off, let that stop being violent. Stop being violent! Violence will not be tolerated in the has been cupping room. So, some water into there. And once I start to put the first one, I'm going to set my timer going. Trying to make sure all the grinds are wet so we get a full and even extraction. Now, my cupping methods may differ to other people's cupping methods. Don't care. <laughs> um, as long as we're doing a good job, then that's what we want to achieve here. So while they're going there, I'm just going to go along and I'm going to smell the crust. reason I have three bowls, most of the time when I'm cupping coffees, I will just cut one bowl of them because these coffees have been evaluated for defect, they've been evaluated to make sure the quality is there um, and really I'm cupping them for, for taste and, and, and not necessarily defect. But because this is a pre-shipment sample, I think it's right that I, I do more than, more than one. I did have four, but the first take of this one, my hot water boiler decided to go all crazy and not give me any hot water so I had to start again and one of the bowls is over there. So yeah, please forgive me for that one. But I think you know, three bowls, if there's going to be something wrong, I'm going to find it in three just as much as I'm in four. So. so what I'm smelling, I'm looking for, is anything that jumps out at me. Anything that's nasty, anything that's wrong. Um, big problem in Rwanda is potato. Um, potato is a defect that um, there's a, an insect that eats into the coffee cherry and leaves like a bacteria on the, on the bean and um, that bacteria gives a potato taste and a potato smell something that's very, you know, a real big problem in Rwanda smelling the cups gives you a really good indication of that I'm saying that, I'm going to say something quite controversial here that I think every cup of Rwandan, if you cup it enough, you will find some potato we just hope that, you know, it's very very minimal if you do and. Um, we're going to offer the very similar policy to somebody uh, to, to what Square Mile did about um, if potato is found in these cups, you send it back back to us. We'll replace it. No, no problems at all. So, so far, very good. You can stop being noisy again. <laughs> From the smell, 
getting like a tree cup, which I didn't get the first time I cut this in Rwanda. Bear in mind, this is six months ago. Uh, a long time has passed since then. It's quite sweet. Almost like a, um, I'm thinking macadamia nut, but I don't know why. But very, very nutty. Um, I don't know quite why it's so specific as a macadamia nut. So what we're going to do? These have been steeping now for three minutes. I follow the couple of excellence rules on on on, on the steeping time. So I'm going to give it another minute. Let it go to four minutes. Then I'm going to go along. I'm going to break the crust of each one. Um, and as I'm breaking the crust, I'm going to do exactly the same aroma. Um, uh, evaluation, so I'm understanding what's happening with the smells. Um, Aroma is just such an important part of coffee, as we know, as and I keep harping on about it here. Um, I think you know it can tell us an awful lot of what's to come. Then once I've done that, I'm going to scoop them off, I clean off all of the crust, get all of the little bits that are floating on the top out, get rid of those. Then we're going to be ready to cup. Um, with the cupping, I use a very well I. We, the coffee industry, use a very similar thing to the, what the wine industry do, where you slurping, covering the tongue, make sure all of the flavour receptors on the tongue, um, get a little bit of the coffee, but also that the, um, get oxygen in there too. My reason for stuttering, we're on four minutes. Four minutes on my fire engine timer. So. Okay, three times. I stir three times. Why am I stirring three times? I could stir 20 times as long as I stir all of them 20 times. We're trying to make sure that everything's uniformed. Before uh, we came on, I measured out the beans to exactly 15, 15 and a half grams. Um, I differ between 15 and a half and 16 grams, but if, for every time I do it, it's exactly the same because I want the same amount of coffee in there. Mmm, that treacle is kind of big, big on the nose, lots of, like, bonfire treacle, which, <laughs> you know, the um, stuff that you're really sticky and you can eat and it's crunchy. Cool. Very, very pleased with that. Roma, you know, certainly no sign of any defect, which is, woohoo! Um, Certainly no sign of, of, of anything bad going on in the cup, so very, very pleased to start off with. So, so all I've done there is I've just scooped up the grinds that are sitting on the top. The reason I'm washing off the spoons in between, I don't want to try and minimise the amount of contamination between cups, because if there's a little bit of defect in one cup or there's a little bit of a problem in one cup, and it transfers to the other one, then it could look like it's in all of the cups, and it's, it's a real problem. So, uh, trying to keep as much cup hygiene as possible. Oops, just managed to spill a load on the table as well. My table is slowly turning a strange coffee colour from granite to coffee coloured. It was uh, never started off like this. Now, most people this will be too hot to cup, but as I've been told numerous times, I have, I have an asbestos mouth. I'm always the first to cup, I'm always the first to dive in. And the reason I like to dive in fairly early, the coffee changes as the temperature changes. Um, as it, when it's hot, 
it can quite often show things that you may not find when it's a little bit cooler and vice versa. So it's very important to cut the coffee at a number of stages. And once I've finished this first round of cooking, I'm going to pop you on pause because what I would like to do is um, let it cool for around about 10 minutes and then come back to it and then give the final evaluation. So um, let's have my first run across with my Sweet Maria's cupping spoon. I love Tom's sight. I love what those guys do. So, I'm not spitting on the floor by the way, I have got a little spitting down there. So, I'm just going to have the first run across the cups and actually no, it sounds cooler if I am spitting on the floor, yeah, I'm gobbing on the floor, spitting all my coffee on the floor. It's weird. I make a big thing about aroma all the time, you know, bang on about it all the time, but the aroma is exactly what I expected to be tasting on this time, and it is right on. It's that whole bonfire treacle. It's sweet, massive sweetness, but not, not like a, a milk chocolate sweetness or a chocolate sweetness at all. It's really like a treacle toffee sweetness. Um, <laughs> I'm amazed. If that continues all the way through the cup, that's going to be a stonking, stonking espresso component. And people who know me, I've not been a fan of, of, of um, Rwandans in espresso. But it's also got a real creamy edge to it, which is nice. Just mellows out that kind of harsh sweetness. said I want to cut this when it cools a little bit and I want to keep you along in the loop so I'm just going to pop you on pause promise I'm not going to cook anything during that time wait until you come back but um, yeah join us in a second welcome back um, yeah I'm desperate to dive back in while you've been gone I've also just going to make a quick close of the coffee as well that I'm going to try in a little while uh, as, a, as another evaluation method I think that's why I love having the clover here that I can do those things um, those who don't know what a clover is, it's like a, a, a one cup brewer where you can brew coffee very quickly uh, as a, a filter style of coffee. Uh, uh, very good. So let's just run across again. As it's cooled, it's really mellowed. The big component coming through now is creaminess. Very creamy, very creamy indeed. Wow, bit like never tried it, but getting some um, treacle toffee and dipping it in cream, very nice. Very, very, yeah. I remember why I love this coffee so much when I first cupped it. It was a coffee that really divided opinions um, on the group I was with. And some people, like me, were raving about it, and some people didn't like it at all because it was, it lacks bright acidity, yeah, you know, kind of like lacks that over-the-topness.
that I'm not a fan of. I... Coffee doesn't need to be over the top. Coffee doesn't need to be over acidic. It can be creamy and sweet. You know, that, that's a good combination for me. So, good news, Rwanda. Keiko Murambi. He said yes. Yeah, no, I mean, Actually, that doesn't sound very good. I don't wish to sound demeaning, but it's as good a cup as it was when I first cupped it. And a coffee, I'm really happy that we paid twice as much as the fair trade price for this coffee. Um, direct to the farmer. Yeah, I, I, what more can you do? Um, anybody who tells me that it's not fair, this isn't a competition coffee. This hasn't won any awards. This is just a very solid, good coffee that I hope in the long term we can have a long term relationship. Uh, with and certainly I hope we can get things shipped on time next time but but something that I, I don't see as a, as a one-off hit I really want this to be a a, a long-term commitment with these guys stunning coffee very pleased uh, uh, and gonna be coming to the store I reckon about seven or eight weeks even with air freight we've got to work getting it here but as soon as it does arrive I promise I'll let you know on the blog and on in my mug and on Twitter and and everywhere else I make a noise. Um, mm, that's good. <laughs> so, thank you ever so much for listening. I'm sorry that it's been quite a long one. Um, I hope you felt that it's been worthwhile. Uh, sorry there's no voucher code this week, but there will be next week. I'm sure we'll get back on that horse. Ooh, next one, got something really special coming up. Um, all of these are special, I don't know why I keep saying special, but this one is good. We're going to have two guests, two amazing friends of mine from the wine world, and uh, really looking forward to that one, and uh, I'm sure you'll, uh, you'll enjoy it too. Um, look forward to talking to you next time. <laughs>